Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome, 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 folks. Uh, big day in the news, big day in the news. So there's a new report out, and I'm jumping right into it, and we're jumping right into the COVID and to the death jabs and everything else here, right? And let me start this out uh, because there's some new reports in the news that are really important. But a lot of people are uh, kind of people are kind of broken into several camps on this, right? So you've got a large group of people who are like, okay, COVID's done, and we don't want to think about it ever again, and we never want to get back to it and move on, whatever. Uh, it's not gone. It's not going to go away. And unless we keep fighting, it will come back. And it won't be COVID. It'll be the next thing. I mean, they're working on the next pandemic. Uh, the WHO said so. They're working on pushing legislation uh, and uh, regulation around the globe. And, you know, you can you can try and go back to normal. You can continue burying your head in the sand. Or you can con- or fight now while we have the opportunity so that we don't have to fight as bad, hard later. I mean, you know, think about what happened in 2020. Don't you wish you had done something in 2018, 2019 to, uh, to mitigate that? Wouldn't it have been better to have thought ahead? You know, right now, I think there's too many people who are going back to sleep and trying to pretend that nothing's happening. But it is. It is. The fallout from the jabs is continuing. The jabs are still on the market poisoning people. People are dying right and left. Uh, they're working on gain of function all over. The next pandemic's around the corner. The WHO regulations are coming. Everything is continuing, and we have two options, fight back or lose. So anyways, uh, with regards to that, one of the things that I think that we really need to look at is uh, the long-term impacts of these vaccines. And then uh, I want to get into that by starting with this headline, right? So we've got a uh, headline. On, uh, uh, thankfully, uh, my guy J.D. Rucker and Liberty Daily, uh, they put out a, uh, a rumble, and they talked about uh, headline, journalist A.J. Ben's a bombshell. Jamie Foxx has a blood clot in the brain from COVID vaccine. Okay, so I don't know if that's a bombshell or just something that we expect. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much so exactly what it was. You know, they, they forced uh, Fox to, if he wants to be involved with Hollywood, you got to get these jabs. So he gets these jabs and now he's, you know, MIA, stroke, dead. We don't know. We're praying. I mean, I, I don't think he's dead. I think he's uh, uh, in the hospital. You know, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. We can't get a straight answer. And since it's Hollywood, you can be assured that everything about it's a lie. But, you know, Jamie Foxx, I pray for him and I pray for his family. But let's make no mistake. This guy is, uh, is down and it's almost certainly Vax related. You know, I mean, this stuff causes blood clots. It causes this is that, right, folks? This is the fallout. This is what we've been talking about. Damar Hamlin, pick the eighteen hundred other athletes that have have uh, died suddenly or had other major incidents. I mean, you've got so much occurring right now, and everybody wants to uh, wants to kind of blow this off, but folks, I'm just going to tell you, we can't put this behind us. We've got to fight. Now, Jamie Foxx, you know, they've been trying to cover this up since he's went in the hospital. But Jamie Foxx is in great shape. 
very fit, healthy guy. All of a sudden, he just keels over with with a stroke or whatever. I mean, we can't get a straight answer on what's going on. Yeah, a medical issue. Yeah, I mean, because it's Hollywood and they got to lie about everything. But you know, what do you think Hollywood's going to do? Hollywood forced these actors to do this. And hey, actors and actresses in Hollywood, is it worth it? Y'all that got these jabs that were out promoting this, look at look at what's happening to your colleague. Look what's happening to your other colleagues. How many of you are ticking time bombs, waiting to die, waiting to keel over from these shabs? You want to protect you. How much was it worth for you? How much did you make on it? And let me ask you this: What's it going to take before you guys start speaking out? You were used by the studios, by the drug companies, by everyone else. And here's a little thing that I would suggest that you think about if you're in Hollywood. Y'all like to think you're high and mighty. Y'all like to think you're big shots. You guys were used and abused and put out to pasture just like everybody else. The people at Big Pharma, the people running this world, they don't care about Hollywood people. They view you as another pretty face and completely replaceable. And you are. When you die from these jabs, when you suffer the same effects that these jabs are going to have on everybody else, they'll just find a new pretty person to sit in your seat and they'll prop another person up to be a new, the new A-lister. And uh, no one is above this. You think because you're a big shot in Hollywood that makes you immune? I got news for you. Uh, you are just, it's kind of like the NFL and NBA. Even the big players were just plebes in this. They're all getting used. Uh, your, your owners, in, the, in terms of the studios, the producers, the big money guys, uh, they own you guys. They used you guys. They made money off you guys. And now you guys are de- going to be dealing with these health issues. So I'd love to have some people from Hollywood come and speak out on this. You know, I mean, it, it, we really need to get people out there. So, uh, you know, that's happening. And it's really, it's, it's very sad. And I pray, I pray for the families and for the people who are injured by this, including the Hollywood people who, you know, tried to push it on other people. They were lied to and used just like they always are. And they're too stupid to realize it. Uh, but I also pray uh, that some of them find the courage and the discernment to wake up, see what's going on and to start speaking out. There's a few of them that are doing that now, um, hopefully a lot more, because guess what? The vaccine uh, garbage is going to continue forever. Well, in related story, you know, I've been uh, I've been talking quite a bit over the last couple of years about uh, the gene modification and the fact that this is these vaccines appear to be very permanent in terms of their gene alteration. I've made no bones about the fact that I believe that they are modifying DNA, um, which I do. Now, I've also said that, listen, we can't prove it yet other than the in vitro studies and some of these other things that are out there. Uh, you know, they, the, the feds won't fund anything to study what's, what sort of impact this is having on your genes. But uh, headline from the discern report, thanks, uh, Joe Marcola, again, uh, Microbiologist Kevin McKernan, a former researcher and team leader for the MIT Human Genome Project, has discovered massive DNA contamination in the mRNA COVID shots, including uh, SV40 40 promoters. SV40 is linked to cancer. Shocking. 
Uh, and the contamination levels were found uh, as, as high as 30%. And this is DNA, not mRNA, DNA, right? So there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the possibility for reverse transcriptase and this and that and other. But with DNA in these shots, there's no question what's going on. Now, I'm going to take you down some, some very rough science here. Some of this is speculation, but this is what I'm reading about, and this is what I'm seeing. So the question is, do these jabs permanently alter your genes? Well, let me share some information that I got on this in your DNA. So we, we see now that this SV40, simian virus 40, is there, and there's DNA in these, which means that it could permanently alter human genetics. Permanently, folks. Not for a little while, permanently. Now, what we know is there are a whole bunch of different uh, vaccines out there. So this guy, you know, analyzed a few different uh, bottles of the vaccine. And, uh, you know, that's what he found and it is what it is. But here's the thing, folks. Uh, Is this in every vaccine? Well, we don't know because we know that the, you know, based on the Pfizer and Moderna contracts, that the government bought a whole bunch of different types of vaccines so that they could experiment on us from a bunch of different directions. Uh, now, the question is, uh, you know, do all of them do that or do some of them? And we don't have the answer to that. Uh, my guess is, and based on what I've seen, I am of the opinion that, that modifying the human genome is a major, major goal with these. I mean, the gene, uh, gene editing, gene modification is a big thing. Now, if you listen to Yuval Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab's chief scientific advisor and uh, the king of the anti-Semites, uh, Hitler fan, Stalin fan, Yuval Noah Harari, you will hear him talking extensively about how, uh, you know, he was sad that the Nazis couldn't do what they wanted to do because they could only modify people's behavior. But now with the new technology he's working on, they can permanently uh, modify their genetics and that would go down through the generations. So I think, you know, Harari's talking about wanting to do just this. The other thing I think we look at is in the the vials that were examined, if you see 30% DNA contamination, that's not a little bit of an oops, right? To me, that's, that's not a... Now, I will tell you, uh, Mercola and them, they talk about poor quality control in this. And I think that they do that as responsible scientists who don't want to say too much. But I'm not a responsible scientist. I'm a lawyer advocating for a position. Uh, to my mind, when you see a number like 30%, that's no longer accidental. That's no longer a quality control issue. That's intentional. And I would say it is. I would argue that uh, this is probably an intentional uh, thing. Uh, I believe that this is that this stuff is intended to modify our genes. I don't know why. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but I mean, the reason I believe that is because that's what they're saying. They're saying that we're trying to modify your genes. We're trying to alter them. We're trying to get rid of. Harari's talked about ending the uh, the species. You know, getting rid of Homo sapiens and making us Homo something. I don't know what. Uh, you know, but. At the end of the day, they're telling us that that's what they want to do. They want to control our genes. If you're not connected to the Internet, you you could die. You know, that's what he said. 
Now, this sounds like science fiction, but I can only take him at his word, right? I mean, the guy is a nutcase, and he's tied in with the most powerful people in the world. And so, you know, I can only take this lunatic at his word. Uh if this is the case, and we're speculating a bit here, folks, but it would seem to me that this would be intentional. Why are some of the ingredients, why are the, the, the specifics of what's in this vaccine secret? Why are these vaccines, uh, you know, why did the FOIA have redactions based on military biotech uh, or military weapons technology? I'm sorry. Uh, why is it that, that everything is so, uh, so covered up? so so hidden why is it that no one's talking about truth here why is it that you know you don't hide things unless there's something to hide how many reports and how many times do they have to tell us that their intent is to modify our genes before we start asking the questions are are you modifying our genes i mean they're saying that's what they want to do it we have evidence suggesting that's what they want to do how about you share information about the gene modification aspects of these vaccines. I would think that's a very relevant thing for us to know. Uh, you know, are these uh, DNA, is this DNA contamination an accident? You know, one of the things that's really interesting in this article is Mercola lays out uh, kind of this history about SV40. And, you know, going back to the research that was done all the way back in the 60s, 1960s, you know, uh, this is something that they've been working on for a long time, and it doesn't surprise me because that fits with some other evidence that I've got that I haven't made public related to the long-term development of this kind of gene warfare type stuff, you know, which I will tell you I've got solid records, uh, government documents, things like that, suggesting that goes back to at least the 50s, the 1950s. Now, that's not to say they were working on COVID-19 in 1950. I don't have evidence of that. But, uh, you know, the bio-warfare and tinkering with, uh, you know, the, the genetics and those sorts of things seems to have gone way, way back to well before people had any idea what that was. Um, this, is this is really disturbing, folks. And, no, it doesn't prove that, uh, that they're doing this intentionally, but it certainly suggests that we ought to be asking questions. From a lawyer's perspective, what I've got is I've got a plausible reason to ask a question, right? I don't have proof that it's occurring, but I have more than enough evidence to suggest an investigation ought to be done. Where is that investigation, folks? Why are our politicians so curiously uninterested in this? You would think that they'd want to know about this, wouldn't you? I mean, uh, you know, uh, according to Mercola, uh, Quote, as for how SV40 promoters ended up in the mRNA shots, it appears related to poor quality control during the manufacturing process, although it's unclear where in the development SV40 might have snuck in. Well, I don't think it's a quality control issue. I think it's intentional. I, I can't prove that, but I think it's certainly worth looking at. Uh, you know, listen, one of the things that, that I'm looking into is uh, uh, viral particles. They use viral, uh, envelope viral particles to, to transmit different things with regards to these vaccines. Uh, there, there's the viral aspects of this and using the virus to carry and to put some of this genetic material in you, 
Uh, this is something that's been well researched and is part of uh, part of vaccine technology. I've got a bunch of information on it. That's what appears to have been happening. And uh, you know, I think we need to dig into this a little bit further. But uh, folks, this is this is. Uh, all the stuff that we feared and prayed wasn't true continues to come out. And no matter how bad we thought it was, it continues to get worse. Now, the media is trying to keep COVID out of the mainstream, out of the narrative. Uh, they're trying real hard to not talk about COVID anymore as they promote the who and this, that, and other. We can't let that happen. We've got to keep this in the news, folks. Jamie Foxx, uh, the, the DNA they're finding in these jabs, if you got it, I'm sorry, but you're probably jacked up for life. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, go to TomRens.com. Support us, back us, help us. We've got to get the word out. Uh, we're going to be forming uh, the closest thing we can to a digital army. Uh, that's going to be coming out very, very soon with the new iteration of TomRens.com. And uh, everybody asked me what they can do. Well, you can join us. You can join us. We're going to need help. We're going to need support. So check us out at TomRens.com. We'll be back soon. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. All right, folks, welcome back. So I want to talk about wussies. <laughs> We're surrounded by them, right? I want to talk about these wump, wussy, wimpy people. They don't have the courage to speak out about anything, right? Unless it's socially acceptable so that everybody can give you a high five. They don't want to be judged, right? That's what it comes down to. I don't want someone to think that I'm mean or think that I'm this or think that. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The cowardice in the society is amazing. And it results in hypocrisy. The problem is, is that the people who aren't afraid to offend you are using the fact that most people are too big of wussies to actually stand for anything, uh, to get them to do just whatever sort of horrible, awful things they want. And I don't think this can be better illustrated than uh, with what's happening right now with kids in baseball. Kids in baseball, right? Let me, uh, let me talk to you about what's happening with kids in baseball. So right now, I've talked a bit about the MLB and uh, 
you know, what's going on with uh, this this nonsense with the Dodgers. You know, they are uh, 100% all in in uh, making sure that they can bring in these sick, perverted monsters that are going to absolutely blaspheme Christ. They're going to rip Christianity, and they're going to just demean anyone who's a Christian. So you've got this this group here, and uh, you've got uh, what are they called? What is it? What is this group called? Uh, oh boy! Well, wh- something nuns, some sort of nuns group, and what they are is an LGBTQ group, and uh, they they pass out condoms, they insult Jesus on the cross, they tie it to sex. I mean, these people are literally demonic, just the most sick nonsensical, horrific, monstrous people I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, what they're doing uh, to Christians is absolutely beyond scope. Uh, it, it's just out, downright insulting. Now, mind you, uh, yeah, they aren't doing it to Muslims because we saw what happens, you know, when they uh, someone drew a picture of the Prophet Muhammad Suddenly, the Muslims Muslim shot up the place, and the media all over the world was like, yeah, well, they deserve that. Why would you make fun of the Prophet Muhammad? And uh, I, I, agree, I don't think that the shooting up of anything was okay uh, in any way, shape, or form, but I do agree that there's no reason to make fun of someone else's faith. Where's the media outrage about this? And, you know, these guys wouldn't do this to the Muslims because these cowards who are doing this to rip on the Christians— they don't actually have the courage to do this to a group that would fight back. And, and uh, you know, God bless the Muslims for this. One thing about them is they are true to their faith, and uh, they will stand for it. Christians, we just kind of, you know, whatever, we just take it, right? So uh, these guys, this this group of perverts was invited to a uh, Dodgers game, and then they were uninvited. And then they were invited back because there was pressure from the uh, the, the gay, trans, whatever community, right? Uh, the George Soros-funded community. Anyways, so we got invited back. Well, over the weekend, uh, there were a couple things that I think are really illustrative of the right way and the wrong way to look at things and do things and uh, I think are critical. So we have a... Uh, Within the Dodgers camp, we have a pitcher, and he's a he's outspoken Christian, and by any and all accounts, a good man. His name is Blake Trainin, and uh, he's a pitcher for the Dodgers. And this weekend, he's very well known for being Christian. And this weekend, he actually spoke out on this. Oh, oh, the perverts. They're called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, right? You know, to, to make fun of nuns and Christ and anything else again. Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Well, this weekend, uh, Blake Trainin, who I think everybody should send him a thank you note and a like, uh, spoke out and said that this is ridiculous. In fact, I'm going to read you his statement. He said, I am disappointed to see the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence being honored as heroes at the Dodger Stadium. Many of their performances are blasphemous, and their work only displays hate and mockery of Catholics and the Christian faith. I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and not a right. My convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Since I have been with the Dodgers, they have been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, 
inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to perform disenfranchises a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, and professional sports. People like baseball for entertainment value and competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forced on them. The debacle with Bud Light and Target should be a warning to companies and professional sports to stay true to the brand and leave propaganda and politics off the field. He then goes on to talk about Christ, and uh, very importantly, uh, he says, I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. I believe the word of God is true. I believe in Galatians uh, 6-7, which says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This group mocks Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of my faith, and I want to make it clear that I do not agree with nor support the decision of the Dodgers to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, Joshua 24:15. This guy should be held up as a hero for anyone that's a Christian. And if you are a Christian and you're not openly supporting what this guy said, and just absolutely shredding the Dodgers, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be embarrassed. This is one of the most well-stated things I've ever seen. God bless this guy. Uh, Blake Trainin is pitcher for the, the Dodgers. I hope everybody on the planet is going to send support and love to this guy. This guy is a hero. He's got courage. He's got, this guy is the kind of guy that I want to back and support. He stood for what was right over what was easy. He even acknowledged playing baseball is a privilege, but my convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. God bless you, sir. And may God reward your loyalty. I pray for this man. I pray for things to go well for him. And I hope he is held up like none other. I, we need a thousand more of him. Now let's compare that to the nutless wonder that I'm going to talk about next, right? So uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Bass. Oh, so we've got this, this perversive, perverse, uh, perverted nonsense that's going on. And uh, we've got Anthony Bass who plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, Anthony Bass, who plays for the, the Toronto Blue, Blue Jays, uh, posted some stuff on Twitter this weekend, right? Now, understand, understand that Anthony Bass, uh, he was apparently very offensive, right? Um, I mean, it, it's very hurtful. Uh, he said some very horrible, mean things, according to the LGBTQ perverts who have no problem mocking Christ. Uh, but we're not supposed to say anything about them, no matter what they say. Um, so Bass made, and I don't actually have a copy of this in initial tweet, but uh, over the weekend, Bass uh, had a, a post on his Instagram promoting, uh, quote, uh, anti-LGBTQ campaigns which targeted uh, boycotting Target and Bud Light because those companies associated with the promotion of pride campaigns, or at least anti-LGBTQ, is how uh, most news organizations describe the boycott against Bud Light, blah, 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 right? Now, I don't know what he said precisely, and he may have said some things that are off-color, but 
I want you to, conf- to understand whatever he said, I want you to contrast to a group that stimulates sex on the cross and hands out condoms. Okay, so you've got this uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence group of perverts that that hand out condoms and simulate sex on crosses. And then you've got this guy who may have said something awful. I don't know exactly what he said, but he, he talk, called out uh, Target and Bud Light and this, that, and the other. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't have the full quote, so I don't know exactly what he said. But frankly, I don't know what he could have said that could be worse or more offensive than simulating sex on a cross. These guys are literally simu- uh, literally blaspheming the most uh, important part of our faith, our God. So Anthony Bass, who is a wuss, uh, says, I recognized yesterday that I made a post that was hurtful to the pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. I'm truly sorry for that. I just spoke with my teammates and shared with them my actions yesterday. Uh, I apologize to them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself to make better decisions moving forward. The ballpark is for everybody. We include all fans at the ballpark and we want to welcome everybody. Okay, this guy is a wuss. I don't know what he said. And if he said something stupid, fine. But this this whole, we've got to apologize. We got to, yeah. Listen, I am 100% in support of, of, of these things, these boycotts. This is abhorrent what's occurring. This is abhorrent. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're trans. Keep it out of my face. Don't try and shove it down my throat. Why do you got to have pride? What do you mean pride? Should I take pride in being straight? I don't take pride in being straight. I'm just some guy. Just like you are some guy or some girl or some somewhere in between. Just do your thing and shut your mouth. I don't need to see it. But when you tell me that your side's going to simulate sex on a cross, you're going to blaspheme my God, and you're going to tell me that I can't say something about you? I got news for you, brother. You picked the fight. I'm just fighting back. And you think that we should be above that. You're right. We should be above that. But guess what? We're human. And, you know, I don't know what Anthony Bass said, but what he should have said is, listen, maybe I said some things that were a little off color, but I'm human. I'm sick of these perverts insulting Christianity. I'm sick of them going after our children and grooming them. I'm sick of these people being able to do and say whatever they want with no accountability. And perhaps I did speak out of term because I shouldn't be hurtful or angry. But guess what? I refuse to apologize for the fact that I'm grumpy about this because while I still have groups that are simulating sex on the cross, I stand by my point that this is unacceptable behavior and that we should continue to support these boycotts. That's what Anthony Bass should have said. But he has, he has no nuts. He's, he's, he's a pitcher with no balls. How about that? Think about that one. See what I did there as a pun? It's really funny. Because uh, you, know, you can't pitch without balls. Get it? Okay. I'm sorry, folks. Um, a little bit of humor there. But compare the two. So you got one good Christian man who's speaking out and having courage. You got one other guy who you know thought he was going to have courage and then sold out, folded like a like a you know a, fold just folded. I mean, it's just sad, you know. 
Now, that's the problem, right? That's the problem. That's what they want to see. They want us to fold. They want us to be cowards. They want us to be weak. Let me give you an example of how this manifests on a larger scale. Headline, Biden administration demands Georgia schools to show porn to kids. This is from the Federalist. And uh, basically, we've got uh, the Biden administration's DOE is uh, pushing to uh, make sure that these school districts in Georgia that are, you know, against showing pornography to elementary kids and other kids, inappropriate school books, things like that, Um, you know, just, and understand folks, this is legitimate porn. There's no other way to see. I've seen some of these. I've had people share with me some of this stuff. This is just, it's porn. There's no way around it. You want to watch, you're an adult, you want to look at porn, whatever. You want to show it to my kids? I got an issue, right? Uh, But this is really just exactly what's going on. So, you know, people in Georgia are fighting back and they're pushing, trying to say, listen, uh, you can't, you just can't do this. You, you, we don't want this in our schools. Keep this out. And so now uh, Biden, because these people wouldn't fold like Anthony Bass did, uh, Biden is, you know, stepping up and trying to leverage the people in his you know, administration to flex their muscle, to try and get these parents' groups to back down, to stand for it, to allow, get these school, you know, the, these school boards, you know, to, to sell back out and to put these porn books back in. They're hell, hell-bent, absolutely hell-bent on perverting our children. Uh, you know, they, they're just, for whatever reason, and this article really goes into it. It's really an important article, Right. So you have, uh, when we look at this, so these guys, uh, the DOE, Office for Civil Rights, wrote a letter to one of the school's superintendents outlining everything it deemed wrong with the district's decision to pull inappropriate books from school bookshelves, right? I want you to think about what I just said. They wrote a letter about all these things. Here's what this, and I've got the letter, okay? OCR opened in Office of Civil Rights, OCR's Office of Civil Rights, opened investigation of the following issues. Whether the district's removal of books from schools created in hostile environments for students based on sex in violation of Title IX and its implementing of regulation of 34 CFR 106, and whether the school, the district's removal of books from schools created a hostile environment for students based on race, color, or national origin, violation of Title 11, and its uh, implementing regulation, I'm sorry, Title 6, and its implementing regulation 34 CFR 100.3. Uh, this letter goes on to have all sorts of legal jargon in it and is something that would be very intimidated, intimidating to a school district. Uh, I, can tell, I can tell you right now uh, that this is nothing but an intimidation fact, tactic. This is absolutely designed to scare these people. They're threatening essentially legal action against this school. And it is an abhorrent abuse of power, an abhorrent abuse of power to try and convince them. This, if this school district had the funding to do it, what they ought to do is file a lawsuit uh, against these people. Uh, Well, they should file a lawsuit in conjunction with the parents uh, 
against the against the Department of Education for this this intimidation tactic. And there's ways to do that, folks. I'm not going to get into it here. But this is it. When we fold on the little things, they're going to keep pushing to try and get us to fold on the big things. Anthony Bass folding on his statement is one thing, but that leads to uh, to uh, us trying to fold when it comes to uh, these people putting pervert stuff in front of our kids. Go to TomRens.com. We need you to give to our Give, Send, Go, folks. Our Give, Send, Go is uh, really a major, major funding source for us. It helps us to keep things moving. We need donations. We need people to support us. Uh, the, t- the fight is expensive, folks. It's an expensive fight, and we need your help. So please support us. Go to TomRens.com. Sign up. We'll be right back. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Time for the stack o stuff. We are stacked with stuff today, and where better to start our stack of stuff than with my buddy J.D. Rucker, and a headline like this: Biden sexual assault accuser Tara Reid just defected to Russia. What? What? 
why would she defect to Russia? What the hell's going on? So, uh, uh, Rucker reports that uh, she uh, went to Russia for her safety. She, this woman, uh, she knows how the Biden crime family works, and rather than ending up disappeared. Uh, she made announcements that she is not suicidal, that if anything happens to her, all roads lead back to Biden. And she went to Russia, where she felt safer than in the United States. Are you kidding me? Now, as a reminder, Tara Reid, uh, she very credibly suggested and accused Joe Biden of sexually assaulting her and uh, was ignored by the Democrats, who, when a conservative is accused of sexual assault, uh, all say, well, we have to believe the accuser. And obviously, you know, the, the, the accuser is true and this, that, and another. I mean, when we look at what's happened with Donald Trump, you know, anybody that wants to accuse him of sexual assault is held up as a hero, regardless of whether there's anything credible about it or not. Uh, but when a Democrat is accused of sexual assault, uh, Bill Clinton, um, you know, no one wants to talk about it at all. Uh, you know, and uh, much like other Democrats, uh, when Joe Biden was accused of sexually assaulting this young lady, uh, the the Democrats shrugged and said, we don't care. So uh, to this day, this is going on. And according to uh, Miss Reed, the uh, FBI and DOJ and others are attempting to intimidate her. They're attempting to uh, push her into, I guess, shutting up. Uh, but, uh, you know, she uh, she's just saying, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. So anyway, she, she's, I guess, got enough convictions and is uh, standing by her story strongly enough that she's willing to move to Russia to deal with it. So God bless her for for standing by her convictions, I guess. Um, you know, I think the whole thing is really just a shocking and sad state of affairs. Think about this. An American citizen talking about the president of the United States sexually assaulting her uh, and who is a Democrat, you know, the party that says that whatever the woman says, you have to believe no matter what actually has to flee to Russia to get away from Joe Biden, who, unlike yeah, other presidents like Donald Trump, is accused, but has also been accused credibly of, you know, stealing millions of dollars in, in the form of, you know, accepting bribes and payoffs and other such things and uh, everything else. I, I don't, this is just, the Biden crime family knows no bounds, folks, no bounds. Okay. Ready for this one? This one makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, headline, Breitbart. Kevin McCarthy tamps down debt ceiling rebellion. I'm going to read to you a quote uh, from Thomas Massey, who I generally like. Uh, I mean, I don't know him personally, but you know, he, he does a good job. And a couple things from this before I get into the details. Quote from Thomas Massey's tweet, tweet, I respect opposition to the Fiscal Responsibility Act, but I am voting yes. 
I've been in Congress for a decade, and this is the first real bill that cuts spending. It also includes an automatic 1% cut to spending on January 1st if Congress doesn't pass the 12 appropriations bills. All right. Uh, last line of the article, the Kentucky conservative noted that Republicans oftentimes get nothing for raising the debt limit. Folks, do these people know how to be anything but losers? I'm sorry. These are losers. This is a loser. I, I, I said with respect to Thomas Massey, this is an abhorrent statement. And I do like Massey, but I'm gonna I'm I'm not trying to insult him, but I want to suggest that maybe he changes his tune a little bit. Instead of telling us that uh, this is the best we can do and we normally get nothing, perhaps we uh, instead demand we get something. Let, let's be real clear here. An automatic one percent cut to spending if we don't pass appropriations bills. So we can pass appropriations bills that raise spending all we want, and then there's no cut. And why do we think that you're going to do better negotiating this fall than you did now? And do you think you're going to get more than 1% this fall, by the way? I don't. Why would I think that? What are you doing that's going to uh, get you more than 1%? Huh? I mean... This is the big cut that you want to do. We're, we're, you know, how many trillions in debt, and uh, you want to, uh, you want to do a whopping one percent cut this fall. I, I just, I don't get this, folks. I do not get this. Um, it looks like, uh, and and here's the other thing. Jim Jordan of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, chairman and Freedom Caucus member said ousting McCarthy over the debt ceiling was a terrible idea. Why? Why? Why are you Republicans so hell-bent on selling out? Is there anybody in the Republican Party who knows what it means to win anything? I mean, I'm just going to tell you, folks, I, this is, these, these, are the, these are the guys who we look at as warriors for the Republican Party. Jim Jordan and Tom Massey, these guys, and they are. They do a lot of good stuff. But, you know, I don't know, maybe Jim Jordan should hold another damn hearing so we can hear more about the corruption that they aren't going to do anything about. I had a congressman tell me once, I said, he was talking to me about a specific issue. I said, well, you know, I could file a lawsuit on that and we could fix that. You know what the guy's response was? Well, if you fix it, then we won't get any more headlines out of it. I'm not kidding, folks. That's a legitimate thing. It's a true story. This is, this is, we want hearings. Why do we want hearings? Well, because then we get headlines. Everybody likes hearings. No, I don't want hearings. I want results. I'm tired of hearings. I want to see you do something. A country's on fire, and you guys are going to have more damn hearings. What is wrong with you people? Oh, well, give us a 1% cut. What do you mean a 1% cut? That's meaningless. You're 32 trillion in debt, 1% cut. Jesus. This is this this is just it's a culture of losing. We need to listen. It's time to fight, folks. It's time to stand. I'm tired of this culture of losing. 
And, you know, the thing is, is I'd have more listeners, more support, more this, more that. If I would just sell out a little bit, right? I just need to, you know, if I would just start preaching about how good the Republicans are and tote the line a little bit, you know how much more money and support I'd get? Because the establishment would, would make sure that my message got heard instead of censored. I just can't do it, folks. I can't. I can't look at this. You know, I, with due respect to these guys, I can't look at we normally get nothing. Now we're getting a whopping 1% maybe this fall if we don't sell out then. I can't see that as a win. That's not a win. 87,000 new IRS agents, folks. Get rid of them? That's still not a win, but it's an improvement. Cut rid of the Green New Deal and 87? Well, then we're, then we're talking, right? Cut, cut funding for transgender studies in sc- elementary schools? Ooh, that might be a win. But this, this does nothing. This just lets the other side continue to walk all over us. That's what you get out of this. I don't know. I just find the whole thing to be sick, folks. I just, I am not, I don't play to lose. I don't consider a loss a victory. It's one thing to have, you know, steps towards victory. But these guys aren't playing to win. They're playing, want more hearings. Okay, great. I'm tired of hearings. I want to see impeachment proceedings. McCarthy doesn't want to lead. Boot his butt out of the seat. That's what you guys stood for, isn't it? Is it the Freedom Caucus or the Sellout Caucus? Not that there's not good people on there. There are good people in the Freedom Caucus. But I'm just sick of this cowardice, loser attitude. All right, just the news. Child trafficking expert says cartels exploit loopholes at ports of entry like a passport. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, Well, this is big news for you. Uh, Cartels at the U.S.-Mexico border are making big profits from child trafficking and using loopholes in the federal immigration system to help them do so, says trafficking abolitionist and expert uh, Jaco Buyans. Well, no kidding. Uh, This is a shock. Yeah, by the way, uh, we're the number one child trafficking nation on the earth, thanks to our southern border disaster. We should all be proud of that. Who doesn't love child trafficking, right? Uh, Joe Biden does. Anyways, uh, they're told the Border Patrol is going to help them, saying you're going to get a meal and clothes and a bus ticket. Uh, Well... Uh, talking about these migrants. Um, that's not true. Uh, well, sometimes it's true. Uh, but, you know, what's happening here is these people are getting just, well, trafficked into slavery, into abuse, prostitution. It's sick. It is sick, folks. Uh, they're told that if they make it into the country and they're home free and they actually send that child back to Mexico with a mule. Um, child goes back and it's like a passport, right? Because, you know, you get the, the kid in there and then the kid can bring someone else in, right? Uh, folks, this is just... The southern border is a nightmare. It's one of the most mind-blowingly bad human rights situations on the planet. And we just we just close down. We just ignore it. You guys know about rape trees? Do you know about rape trees? 
they're a real thing. I got friends who got pictures and videos and things that you don't want to see or know exist. Uh, folks, what's happened on the southern border is beyond words. And uh, we're, we're allowing these human rights abuses to occur. It's very sad. We're not saving refugees. We're abusing children and women and people who can't defend themselves. It's just sickening. Sickening. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Headline. Uh, IJR. Uh, Bud Light gets the worst news as competitor threatens to overtake woke company on the charts. So Bud Light may stand to lose its first place position amongst beers amid a conservative boycott of the brand. Uh, Modelo Especial is nearing Bud Light's place in sales, according to data from marketing research firms, uh, dot, dot, dot. Modella is not owned by Anheuser-Busch, uh, which is Bud Light's parent company. They are uh, they're a separate group owned by a Mexican company. And, uh, well... Modelo's uh, increasing and Bud Light is crashing, which I guess I would support Modelo over Bud Light. I, they can't be worse. And uh, looks like they're going to surpass Bud Light for the number one beer. Good. Good. Uh, Bud Light, by the way, is still not actually apologizing or doing anything about this. Bud Light is continuing to act like they care, uh, but they're not doing anything at all. Uh, and can, in fact, they're actually sponsoring all sorts of pride events and different things like that around the country. So continue the boycott, folks. I will never buy a Bud Light again, uh, at least while they're under current ownership. Um, this is this is an absolutely horrific, horrific crew. Um, there's other competitors, Yungling, Pabst Blue Ribbon, Coors. Uh, they're all growing uh, because basically everybody still wants beer, but they're not buying Bud Light. So that's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, okay, we're going to go to this one. I think this one is really important. Uh, headline, and this is The High Wire. Uh, Gates-funded needle-free drugs and vaccines are on the horizon. And uh, this is Bill Gates. He's got uh, these little micro-array things that you stick on your skin, and they, uh, they give you whatever vaccine they want to give you. And, uh, well, you know, I'm going to tell you what, what I see about this. So, first of all, that's a legitimate thing. We know that vaccines can be transmissible through the skin. Uh, so that's that's a thing. We know that that's happening. Uh, they're talking about me measles and uh, MMR vaccines, I believe. Um, you know, they're pushing they're pushing this, all sorts of other things. Here's what I want to really show you, suggest to you, though. The description of the uh, the tracking device that they've been talking about to manage to manage your medical ID. Uh, that would be associated with your vaccine ID that would also be associated with your uh, CBDCs. So uh, the pictures that have been leaked about what that advice is going to look like are exactly this device. So I intend to, I'm going to share this with Clay Clark and let him dig this out a bit, but uh, you'll see that this device looks exactly like what they're saying 
the, the vaccine ID uh, chip will look like and also the CBDC chip. Um, so apparently, uh, I'm not saying it's the same thing. That's not what this is saying here, but it certainly does look like exactly the same thing to uh, provide that, uh, that CBDC, uh, I guess, tracking numbers, tracking devices, and make sure that your, uh, that, your vac- that your tracking is going under the skin, folks, under the skin. That's what we got going on. And uh, just FYI. So, uh, folks, we need help. We're getting the word out. We need you to support us at TomRens.com. We need you to share this show. We need everybody to listen to the Tom Renz show. Check us out on our Renz rants. Check us out on TomRens.com. Uh, you know, if you need legal help, go to Renz Law, Renz-Law.com. Um, support our sponsors, Cofix, Genesis, HOCL, great products. If you click on the banner ad for for the Out Loud show and uh, the Tom Ren show and you use the Out Loud code at checkout, you'll get a discount. If you're going to buy some Cofix or Genesis, HOCL, use that Out Loud code. Get a big discount and uh, get a great product for a cheap price. Um, good, good products. Good products. I love them. I use them. Keep my family safe. But we appreciate your support, and I will be back with a whole new show tomorrow.